Red 101 is pretty fucking rad. 101. This is the one where we teach you the basics of goose button. I was just going to say, it's fun to get to 101, which sounds like a thing that like you say when you like join a college. Like Your RA is like, that's like a yeah. campaign your RA is running. <laughs> Are RAs just the game masters of college? I think that might be a might give a little too much credit to RAs. <laughs> to an RA. um, the Dungeon Masters <laughs> I've had care if I'm having a good time or not. <laughs> they seem to have a plan and empathy. <laughs> You've never encountered a, a a bad DM then, huh? I can usually smell one. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's got that other sense where he's like, I sense railroading. <laughs> <laughs> you just get the fuck out of that game. There's nothing wrong with a little railroad. I mean, choo-choo, plot's gotta happen. Let's go. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta push through to the next station. I agree. True. But if it's a full-on conductor, if it's a full-on the fat constable, you're like, I don't want to deal with that. Uh-huh. Yeah. A a dungeon master has never confiscated anything from my personal belongings without adequate reason. Did an RA take your shit? Yeah. <laughs> I went to school in at a place that had a lot of uh, interesting activity. Uh, oh? A lot of attempted knifings. Oh? Oh, oh, did you go to the wire college? Were you in Connecticut? <laughs> close, I was in Southern Mass. Okay, um, yeah, close enough. Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of arson. Um, we, had a, we had an arsonist what? that was uh, a serial arsonist that was running loose on campus for like two years, <laughs> never caught. <laughs> Sorry, just like that's not what I thought of for college crimes. Just someone like burn down the burn down the library. Here's the thing: the entire campus was stone. It was cement. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that that arsonist took a fire 101 course while they were in college. Me they, too. Me so too. They got to figure out to go to a new school. Wait, did they catch him? Uh, no. Damn. No, they never caught. They never caught the serial arsonist. If it was one person or many, we'll never. Know. Oh my god! It yeah, could have been copycat, copycat arsonist. Copycat arsonist. Yep. <laughs> but the arsonist was a big deal for like two or three years of my college experience. Wow. Yeah, dude. Totally. <laughs> See, I never went to sleepaway college, so I didn't get an R. I never had RAs. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the incident on your college campus? Hmm. The incident. I mean. Oh, I got. I got a good one. It's a small one. I got one. Yeah. Uh, there was a kid. There was a kid that I went. Uh, that I specifically had in classes with me, a uh, bit of a hothead, bit of a mm. bit of a scoundrel. Um, <laughs> one time, one time, fought with him during the Iraq War in class uh, when when he was talking about how it was a great war, <laughs> and wow, and I was like, I was like, you're an idiot, and uh, and I remember it like, and this isn't the incident, but I just want to paint the picture of this person, and uh, yeah. and he was like, he was like. He's like, well, we've got to get Saddam Hussein out of there. And I was like, you realize we put him there. You realize that. <laughs> and he said to me, well, how do you know that? And I said, I read it in a book. <laughs> I mean, I, was, <laughs> I read it in a book. There's books. It's called history class, buddy. Do you not remember history class? And, and my, teacher, my teacher fucking laughed and had to turn around and laugh because I was fucking destroying this kid in the, in the middle of class. Um, and then you got an A that day. You and got the, an oh, A yeah. for sure. Yeah, you got an A for the day, baby. <laughs> so I did that, and then uh, I'm going to say that I, I'm going to take credit for the incident that happened. I'm going to say that I pushed this kid over the edge. This kid uh, <laughs> hot-headed one day and ripped an entire urinal off of a wall in a bathroom, Whoa! in an upper floor bathroom in one of the residence halls and flooded the entire residence hall. 
He did that because of you embarrassing him, Paul. You I made guess. him. You made him feel so bad. I shamed him. He ripped a your. <laughs> Can you imagine? Think about a urinal. Those things are fucking secure. They're like welded into the wall. The, like with a toilet, it's like kind of precariously hanging off the wall. Sometimes yes. I can see that happen. Sometimes it's just a pipe. Right. But a urinal, that's like flush with the wall. It had to be like one of the little like bowly ones, right? That's like just the bottom bowl. You know what I mean? Mm. It had to be that size, right? See, at my college, we just all peed into a drain. We didn't have these fancy <laughs> urinals. <laughs> we had our big communal drain. And... I remember at the drive-in movie theater near me, there was a giant rusted tub that everyone pissed into. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was like you were like, I mean, look, I know it's Spartan amenities because we're at the drive-in movie theater, but can we, you can't do better than the rusted tub that we're all pissing into. <laughs> I I've never been a fan of like the trough style year. Yeah, where, oh where, yeah, where you like got a pack of hot dogs hanging around, just leaking out into it. <laughs> no, I I'll I'll share a I'll share a, a deep shame I have. Um, <laughs> please, that like I feel like I, I was I don't know how old I was. I was old enough that I should have known better. And at a Notre Dame football game uh, back in Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know how I just somehow had never seen the piss troughs, yeah, yeah, or, or something like I just forgotten them. Mm-hmm. And so I go into this bathroom, and it's surprisingly a sports stadium where no one else is in it at the time. Uh huh. Yeah. And so I I used a toilet, right? And then I was like, well, okay, where do I go wash my hands? <laughs> Did it have a spigot? No. And it, yeah, it had like it was like a urinal trough, but it had like a water spout, just kind of constantly putting out water. So I was like, "Oh, I guess, I guess that's how you wash your hands." <laughs> and so I started washing my hands, and then as I do this, this like drunk old guy comes in from outside and starts pissing in the urinal next to me in the trough, and like, and he kind of realizes as he's pissing what I'm doing, uh-huh. and we are both way too close to each other's you know fluid contacts and <laughs> and he just starts laughing at me and i realize and more people come in to start pissing in the trough and i'm like wait is this not a sink and then like, like a bunch of old men laughed at me and i just i i i gotta hope i wash my hands somewhere else but i just, you, <laughs> you know. got out you had to be you had to abandon I had to that get scene out. i ran away crying that's a oh, bad scene God. Yeah, I thought that story would end with you pooping in the trough. That's what I thought too, <laughs> Kevin. I was waiting for the poo trough. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Do I think that someone in Notre Dame Stadium, full of fucking monsters, oh. has done that before? Oh. Yes. I mean, the fact that the tendrils of Notre Dame reach out to everywhere else in America, like I, yeah. I, oh. I know there's some scoundrels at God. At Notre Dame fucking sucks. I. The, the fact that you all also had to deal with what I thought was only regional, that Notre Dame buys the rights to stream Notre Dame football games on ABC nationally. Yeah, yeah. It's an institution. I thought that was just for our town. And then I went to whatever, yeah, we were in another state traveling sometime. I'm like, wait, like people in California have to watch the fucking Notre Dame game every Sunday? Mm-hmm. Like, while there's 50 other games going on, and, be, and Notre Dame used its money to just lock that in for Regis oh. Philbin to be able to watch it remotely. Yeah, man. I was like, that sucks. That that felt, that did not feel good. But you washed your hands at the altar of Notre Dame. <laughs> in the shadow of Touchdown Jesus. Oh, you know man. about Touchdown Jesus? No, you know I don't know. I don't know about is oh, that. Is oh. that that guy that prayed, the football guy that prayed? Is that Was he there? <laughs> you mean Rudy? No, T- Tebow, Tebow. 
praying guy. Oh, no, you know it's weird that Tebow didn't go to Notre Dame. Um, he wanted more of that southern southern right, vibe, I guess. Right. Notre Dame, very religious college, very pious, very respectful, mm-hmm. very conservative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, uh, right behind the goalposts of Notre Dame's end zone is a massive building in Notre Dame that's probably like 20 stories tall. And one side is a giant mural of Jesus Mm -hmm. with his like hands up in like a... It's good. Yeah. Like it's a. It's, it's good. It's, it's good. It's done like an old Renaissance painting. <laughs> but it's in football. But he's football posing. But he's football posing the way a ref would throw up their arms and go. It's good. Jesus <laughs> is doing that. Wow. And so like everyone's like that's touchdown Jesus. That's cool as hell. Actually, it was cool as hell. And <laughs> that's, like, names, that's up there with yeah. the, the the double finger point Jesus. Yeah, Chad. When you said that this college was conservative and hyper-religious, I was like, I'm interested, but I need something to tip me over. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is on this college's side, and he is calling the game. Now I know they have a fun and funky touchdown, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, hold on a second. This is tremendous. Wait, this can't be what you were talking about. This is a statue of touchdown Jesus. This isn't it. I see what you're talking about, though. I think they got the scale wrong between the cross and Jesus. He was, yeah. I imagine the cross had to have been bigger. Yeah. Also, that painting of Touchdown Jesus is not what it, I don't know why that I don't know why that painting depicted Touchdown Jesus rising through the crowd. Like that is if they pushed a lever and then a neon Genesis Evangelion building just sprung up from yeah. the ground and and disrupted the crowd. Touchdown Jesus is here. Like every time they're kicking a field goal, they have them spread the ground out. <laughs> have to run away. They got that. They got that orange demon liquid instead of the Gatorade in there. Oh my god, Lou Holtz, the, the old coach, is just like doing the, the Shinji's dad pose and watching. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Hold on. Oh my oh my goodness. Okay, so Chad was talking about touchdown Jesus at Notre Dame, but apparently I found a statue picture of a touchdown yeah. Jesus. That's in Ohio. How, here's how we knew that the world was heading into a terrible place. In the, in the 2010s, that was hit by a lightning and turned into a flaming Jesus touchdown. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the world is ended, and that is the sign that we were all waiting for. There it is. The touchdown Jesus statue from Ohio looks a lot more um not like forsaken, but also just like it's half submerged in water for some reason. Like it's drowning. Why is it flammable? <laughs> What did they do? Cover it in oil? What the fuck? <laughs> the, co- the the stone was so cursed that God said, "I I smite this bat false idol." <laughs> I do not like that you made the cross so small. I will smite this idol. <laughs> <laughs> Word from on high. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lead lead us in. To the book, Touchdown Jesus, okay. with that. <laughs> Speaking of Touchdown Jesus, today we are playing the cleric. <gasps> oh, we get, oh. The most exciting class. Yeah. The most, uh, you know, conser- hyper-conservative religious yeah. class. Yeah. Or pal- maybe paladin. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, paladin... Paladin's a little, uh, both of the god classes are a little near. Yeah, I yeah. think, well, it's funny, we we were talking about this, I think, when we were playing video games, and I talked about, I think I was talking about Josh being very zealous, a very zealous person. 
not in a religious oh, way. Yeah. Our, our friend Josh Howell. Uh, Josh Howell. Omega Bagel. Omega Bagel. Uh, that he yeah. was a very zealous person. And I brought up the cleric first. And it was funny because I think Paladin probably would be considered the more, uh, more like militant religious one, right? 5e paladins are kind they kind of they don't have to serve a god you can just like believe something really hard okay. and be a paladin mm, there we go then that i think is the what i meant by the zealousness of josh yeah it's maybe the physical action of the paladin that i see and that like a cleric would be like i smite you from afar with mm-hmm. like you know burning light and then the paladin's like i'm gonna bash your fucking brain in you stupid goblin like i feel like that <laughs> level is somehow more 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 zealous it's more personal like, it's more personal more personal yeah with like clerics and warlocks, I'm I'm I don't want to I don't play a game to be like middle management. Like, why is there a dude calling the shots above me when I play one of these? Oh classes? yeah, I never I'm never like I am I am gonna serve this lord. I never want to do that. The only lord I serve is me. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, that's such a great way to look at the entire religion system. It really D&D. is. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is a great way to look at the entire religion system of our existence. But I had to get this book because it has a dwarf on it. <laughs> I, dude, I felt like I, I knew you got it because it had the dwarf on it. So we're playing it. It's a D&D choose your own adventure. It's an adventure episode. Mm-hmm. Endless adventure. Endless quest. It's endless an endless quest. quest. Um, so we will be passing this book around forever now. Um, yep. ha- having adventures on our whenever we feel like it. This is going to be a long episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> I I saw you pick this one and I was like, well, he definitely picked it for the dwarf, but I feel like were you conflicted because I mean, it was a religious dwarf. You know, one of the things you have to kind of accept about the D&D dwarf is mm-hmm. they are kind of like conservative. Right. Okay. As mm. as far as like how D&D wants you to play them, like they're just like blue collar <laughs> hard-working craftspeople yeah. uh-huh. who super believe in, like, Moradin or one of their uh, dwarf gods if or whatever. Work, yeah, if you're working in those mines and your friends are getting crushed by stone every day, by rock and stone, rock and yeah. stone brothers, mm-hmm. you need to believe in something other than, than yeah. the mountain, you even, know? Even Gimli, I feel like, is kind of got conservative, right? Like, he's a little, I don't know. In the movies, yes. In the books, less so. Interesting, because it's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I think the adventure did good for him because it exposed him to some outside cultures, which was a, a real positive for him. Yeah. Well, the th- the thing you have to remember about Gimli is that his dad was imprisoned by uh, Legolas's dad. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a bit of bad blood there. Yeah. And the fact that they're friends is pretty remarkable, and it shows. And also, you get Gimli like. Teaching people about his uh, his people, like being more open than like any dwarf has been about, like let's go see the the uh, the Miramir, like the big yeah. shiny lake. That's awesome. Yeah, he took uh, Legolas into the inner cloister. He did, and he also fucked him. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> they fucked they fucked at Miramir for sure. <laughs> I'll never forget the moment I of like when I was reading that book. And I was reading the part where him and Legolas are walking through Gondor. Yeah, uh, Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith. They're walking through Minas Tirith. Right? Uh, yeah, yep, mm. yep, yep. It's Minas Tirith, yeah. And they're, and they're like, wow, this place fucking rocks. And then like mm. they're like, these humans can do something occasionally sometimes. And they were mm. like, ah, well, they're going to outlive us because they fuck a ton. So <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so we better start. Boning ourselves. Better bone. Oh no, but we can't procreate. Uh. <laughs> I like that Gimli gets to go off into the West just because 
Legolas is like, fuck it, I'm building a boat, I'm bringing my boyfriend, and he's coming to heaven. <laughs> yeah, he's coming to heaven with me. <laughs> uh so we're playing as a i guess you i guess you read ahead kevin you did a little prep the fact you already know that we're a cleric uh no it says in a big shiny silver badge you are the cleric exclamation oh, okay. point <laughs> okay never mind <laughs> so the introduce this book one more time the book we are reading is dungeons and dragons endless quest into the jungle by matt forbeck for ages eight to twelve okay Okay, I hope it's not like Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, but otherwise, let's do it. <laughs> it might have been, a, might have been an influence. Let's might see. Have been, yeah, if at some point we have to feed a child to rats. We'll know, <laughs> and then make the rats into hot dogs. <laughs> do we need to establish any rules? If this is your first time listening to an adventure, uh, we live as long as we want to live. I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. the new rule. We, 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 there are rules if we so choose to agree to them, uh, but we can mm-hmm. also choose not to agree to them. So yeah, yeah. In general, we try to shoot for like an hour to an hour and a half podcast. So if we're in that range and we die, <laughs> so, <laughs> we're good. We're kind of doing what like a a DM would do anyway, of like reading the room, reading the time energy of like, uh, yeah. okay, well, you know, we're out of we're out of pizza. Everyone's getting petering out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's time for. It's time for them to wrap up this dungeon pretty soon. I feel like there might be a lot of ways to die in this one. I don't know. I'm going to call it. This might be a perilous one. So so it feels like there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of decisions and a lot of pitfalls. Okay. The other thing I want to point out about this book, you guys can't see it, but it is full color. <gasps> All the way? Wow. All the way. Glossy pages. Um, A lot of art that's been like just sort of lifted from like the various D&D like core books. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, represented in a really appealing way. Oh, like, that's cool. So I feel like someone actually gave a crap about this book. So I've got since and since this is a 2018 book and not like a 1996 book, like my my hopes are sort of uh, high for this one. All right. Oh, it's interesting. It's 2018 because I, I know we we try to find like the older ones and they are you expensive. They're like yeah. seven hundred dollars on eBay. Expensive. Oh yeah. If you want an 80s one, you're paying some money. Yeah. So. Uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this is any good. Uh it might it might be so good that it's not funny. So we'll see. <laughs> hey, if we have a great adventure, we have a great adventure. Yeah, I just I'm yeah, we're here for the for the adventure. That's all. And and Chad and I will be playing the adventurer and Kevin, you will be you will be guiding us as the as the bookmaster, the BM. Yeah, I'll, I'll be BMing all over this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope you have a good BM today. Me too. Um so I, I assume you guys are playing two. Do you guys want to be two dwarves, and and we'll think of it that way, or do you guys want to be two halves of a dwarf? I think brain? two halves of a dwarf brain. I Chad, which yeah. which portion of the brain would you like? Um, I've been I, I, I've been playing a lot of Disco Elysium, so I'm kind of seeing it maybe not as like just the half, like the left side or the right side, but more mm-hmm. like I want to be I want to be the physical presence part of the brain. I okay. want like, to be reptile reptile brain. Okay. Mm. Okay, so you're trying to survive. I'm going to be the part of the brain which probably makes up the other 90% of the brain that is obsessed <laughs> that is obsessed with ore. So I'm going to yeah. if there's anything that's I feel is going to lead us towards ore, I will push for that choice. Okay. Yep. Survival and mining, the yep. two conflicting sides yeah. of the dwarf. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotta enter gotta step into that magic circle yeah, baby i'm in i'm in it i'm in the circle I'm in, I'm in it. It. yeah I'm with you kevin put some chimes in here put some Ooh. chimes all right magical 
After several stomach-churning weeks at sea aboard a sloop known as the Brazen Pegasus, oh. you finally arrive at Port Nianzaru on the northern shore of the distant continent of Cholt. The voyage from Baldur's Gate made for the longest week of your life. Despite the assurances of Captain Ortome, a wily gnome with a shady past, you never got your sea legs and spent the entire time pitching back and forth across the ship's deck. Dwarves, in your opinion, were never meant to travel by sea, and you had never expected life as a cleric to ever put you upon the water. Is there not enough work to be done on your own shores, after all? Damn. You spent most of the trip praying to Clangadin Silverbeard, the dwarf god of honorable battle, to whom you've dedicated your life. Okay. That, that seems worthy to me. Yeah. Clang Clangadin sounds like a cool, like, EDM artist. Yeah, Clangadin, <laughs> I feel like Clangadin goes back to, like, uh, like 80s D&D or something like that. Like, Clangadin's been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, Clangadin was playing some, like, new wave goth. Oh, totally. Dance nights, yeah. Clang a dang, da 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 Hoping that he might be able to deliver you from your seasickness, but that never happened. Aw, damn, our god can't even, like, give us some, like, godly tums to, like, settle our stomach? Well, we're in the water, and everyone knows dwarves just sink like stones, right? So we are in an unsafe spot, I think. I'm with, I mean, yeah, I don't think a dwarf's never going to get at sea legs. Come on. Yeah, you you only dog paddle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even ride a horse, let alone a water horse. <laughs> the rest of the time you spent cursing at the Harpers, the semi-secret religious organization you work for, oh. trying to do some good in this dangerous world. Okay. Yeah, you work for the you work for the Harpers, who have sort of a spotty history across Baldur's Gate. Harpers Bazaar. That's we ex sell <laughs> magazines. That was the I was like publishing house. Okay. <laughs> Doa to Doa, would you like to read this magazine about Minotaur dating? <laughs> I have my Clangadin pamphlets that I brought along as well. Get the word out back. Dude, Mormon dwarves would be a fun concept. Okay, cool. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, Kevin, note that one down. <laughs> All right, all right. All right. Uh, I don't want dwarves to be the villains, though. If True. not for them, you would never have set foot on a boat or found yourself so far from the comforts of home. But now here you are, and you have a mission to find Artisimber and the Ring of Winter. Ooh. Ooh. Simber is a legendary member of the Harpers, a man who never ages and has done a world of good. He's gone missing, though, along with his ring, a powerful artifact that, if it fell into the wrong hands, could be used to plunge the world into an eternal winter. Oh, okay. Also, we left Icewind Dale to find this guy? <laughs> I think you left Baldur's Gate. <laughs> oh, Baldur's Gate. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say go check Icewind Dale, maybe. <laughs> That's, I don't have that expansion. Damn it. I can't check it. I need to tape another book onto this book. <laughs> can can I respect my class into an artificer? Is that possible? Do you have that expansion? You're not allowed to turn this into your D&D character, Chad. <laughs> also, no one plays artificer. I know. I know. Chad does. No, no, I'm, that's different. Uh, uh, artificer's like magic Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. he would Artificer's like my robot dad. Right, he would have major yeah. character. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lore, right? Yeah, Laura. 
you stagger down the gangplank from the brazen Pegasus and fall to your knees on the first patch of solid land you can find. You kiss it unashamedly and then <laughs> offer up prayers of gratitude to Clangadin for delivering you there alive, hail, if hail. not in absolute comfort. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the god of battle definitely had a lot to do with us sailing really well and surviving. <laughs> we battled the elements. Hail and well met, good fellow, a bushy-bearded <laughs> yes! man says yes! as he helps you to your feet. My name is Volothamp Jedarm, but you may call me <laughs> Volo. All my friends do. <laughs> I love him already. Volo is cool. Do I know you, you ask, instantly suspicious? Of course not, he says with a wide and easy smile. But I can recognize a fellow intrepid traveler at a giant's pace. I write guidebooks for a living, and my publisher, Time Waterdeep Limited. No way. Uh, no way. <laughs> Time TYM. Uh, sent me here on a tour to help promote my latest tome, Volo's Guide to Monsters. <laughs> oh Wait. my god, what? Okay. <laughs> Is this where it began? Already we're hit it with an ad. <laughs> yeah, available now in the bookstore. Here's a link to Amazon right now. I love that this writer was just like, I don't know, I just look at publisher names and that's what I'm going to use as my like inspo for all the, the for the through line of this thing. Now, hop upon my mechanical horse, Conde Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to a writer to write in a writer. <laughs> hey! Hey! I mean, yes, but hey! <laughs> he right? He's right! Uh, hopefully a good sensible soul like yourself would never need a copy, though. He gives you a dubious look. I'm here on business, you inform the man. What I really need is someone to guide me. Good call! Volo gives you a jolly slap on the back. You're almost in the right place. You can find all sorts of them plying their trade here on the docks. But if you head just a little farther into town, I can introduce you to a trusted pair I know. Quasha is a local druid who works closely with a vegapygmy named Koopalue. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know that. I, yeah, I don't know this race. You, uh, you size the man up. He seems harmless enough, but is he trustworthy? He senses your hesitation and shrugs. Feel free to hire someone else, of course, or leg it out there into the jungle on your own. Chult is an amazing land of adventure, and it awaits. So here's your choice. Here's your first choice. Yeah. Uh, find your own guides. Turn to page six. Okay. Head into the jungle on your own. Turn oh. to page nine. Hire Quasha and Kupalue. Turn to page seventeen. Oh jeez. Um. I'm, well, uh, I think the most direct route to order would be to just go out on our own. So I would say that for for my choice. Interesting. Um, you think you think Vol Volo is gonna like keep you from rocks? I, I mean, I I am not logically figuring this out. I'm just thinking purely. I mean, I guess I am logically thinking. I'm just saying I will get to work quicker if I go that way. So that's all. That's my choice. That's all I'm saying. Mm, I, I I respect that. I respect that other part of the brain. I'd I'd say I think this this person seems to be. Uh, I, I I trust them, and <laughs> I see that they know if they wrote the guy the monsters. That's like official. <laughs> We'll have to pick that up. So not only will this person be, you know, maybe knowledgeable of what we're going to encounter, but also they can, like, be a meat shield if we need to be. Okay. This dude's got a book deal. That means he's trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm going along with it, uh, but I will say that the Orlust has risen. That's all I okay. will say. I'll also ask this. How how much is Kevin enjoying doing this voice for foreseeably <laughs> the rest of this book? 
I love it. I feel like this is a Jack Black cameo, though. I don't think Volo's coming with us. Into- <laughs> I I would respect that, too. They go, like, we either go out on our own or find our own guides. But I'm, I'm down to... We're a cleric? Like, solo party cleric feels like a bad Fair. idea. Fair. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're just going to be doing a lot of getting high on your own supply, doing a lot of self-heals. Mm-hmm. Is there Was one of the options to, to get one of these veggie pygmies? Because I'm looking at the picture that Paul, you sent over, and that's exactly what I thought they were going to be. They are... They're, they're Abe's Odysseys. <laughs> <laughs> they're very Abe's Odysseys. Yeah, I like that. If you follow Volo, uh, the two uh, guides he recommends is a druid and a vegapygmy named Kualupe, Koopa Lue. So, oh, so Volo's you... our guide. Volo would like take us to guides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Volo will take you to two guides. You can find your own guides, or you can head into the jungle. How how tasteful do we think the vegapygmy is? <sighs> I mean, it's one. What is this book from? Twenty eighteen. It's from 2018. I gotta imagine p- pretty tasteful. I guess pygmy is fine to say. Yeah. I don't actually know. I I say uh, I will defer to, to to the rock part of our brain at this point. I'll we're just gonna to go. Point. We're not gonna go to the to the pygmy. All right, we're going out into the jungle on our own. This should be a quick one. The orlust has been assuaged. <laughs> <laughs> You decide you can't afford to trust any guides, not when you're on such an important mission. There'd be no knowing whether their intentions were pure, and even if the guides were trustworthy, once they knew what you were hunting for, they could easily be swayed by the power offered by the ring. That's smart. (laughs) Smart. Good thinking, Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Good thinking. Instead, you buy the best equipment you can find, including an Ankylosaurus for a package. What? Oh, well, then, of course, now I'm happy with this choice. This is choice. fucking radical. <laughs> you strike out into the jungle on your own. How hard can navigating the jungle be, anyway? You follow the western bank of the river Shoshinstar, deep into the densest vegetation you've ever seen. The canopy of leaves becomes so thick that it blots out the sunlight, casting the jungle floor in deep shadows. It's peaceful here. Almost unbearably quiet in fact as you listen hard for any sign of life you smell something worse than a rotting swamp then you hear a gigantic beast crashing through the jungle as if the trees between it and you were nothing more than straw and the ground begins to shake oh boy <laughs> hey real quick what's our ankylosaur's name oh <laughs> yeah real quick what, what what's his name he's gonna be here forever what's his name i mean uh, if the yeah. or part of your brain is naming him tin <laughs> tin his name Tin? I love tin. tin. I was going to say leg sweep, but tin is much better. I like tin. Tin leg sweep. Tin leg tin sweep. Tin leg sweep. Tin leg sweep. The Ankylosaur. I love him. Oh, Me too. Man. Nothing bad's ever going to happen to him. That's why. <laughs> that's weird that they neglected to name him in the book. So. <laughs> you look up and you see it. A gigantic dinosaur walking on its hind feet and growling at, at the world through yard-long teeth. Oh, jeez. It's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Cool. <laughs> you utter a quick prayer to Clangadin. <laughs> probably along the lines of holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> And with the power he grants you, fire bursts from your hands and runs up your arms. While it can burn your foes, your god protects you from its fiery might. You stick your arms out and wave them in front of you. It may not be the most effective attack, but it's a technique you've used many times before. <laughs> it's like a, it's not even an attack, it's like a ward. Like, back away. Get away uh-huh. from me, bear. <laughs> yeah, this is the equivalent of taking a torch and going, Yeah, here! Yeah! 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 Clangadin! Clangadin! <laughs> All right. Spoiler alert. You're going to fucking die. I see a big the end. <laughs> well, oh, we didn't geez. pick anything. 
We we followed <laughs> our or lust. That was the problem. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Bad news for Tin. Not Tin Leg Sweep. Tin Leg Sweep. The monster doesn't flinch, and though after a moment you see why, its bones are showing through its shredded flesh, a number of ribs, part of its jaw, a whole skeletal arm, yet it's staggering along just fine. On closer inspection, it's suddenly obvious just how much danger you found yourself in on this, the first day of your adventure. Stomping its way toward you is a zombie Tyrannosaurus. Oh, oh boy. Oh Turn boy. on dead, cleric! Turn on dead! Yeah, we got all kinds of powers against this. In like hindsight, this is what I would do mm-hmm. if a player was like, I'm going to ignore all of your PCs and go off. Yeah, on yeah, this is, yeah. This, is, this is choo-choo, yeah. Yeah. You spin around and run, leaving your Ankylosaurus behind. No! No! <laughs> Dan! The creature makes a horrible sound as the, gig- as the gigantic zombie dinosaur no! tears it to pieces. No! 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 Why did we no, name it? Dan, Why did we name Dan it? <laughs> no! <laughs> then everything becomes quiet again. <laughs> Dan. You don't know which is worth. In the arms of the <laughs> Uh, you run through the jungle in a dead panic until you come to a clearing. It's no time to rest, though. Looking around, you realize you've stumbled into a goblin village, and the little creatures have you surrounded. Okay. While goblins poke at you with spears, you notice a massive tree bent over in the center of the village. <laughs> Ropes lead off it in numerous places, securing it to a rather peculiar position. You wonder why, until you hear a horrible roar at the edge of the clearing. The goblins turn and flee, and the Tyrannosaurus comes straight at you. With few other options left... You kneel in the dirt and, and pray to clang it in what? with all your might. Hopes and prayers. Please deliver me from this creature, you beg. <laughs> Goblins are hacking away at something with axes, and you try hard not to let their labor or the monstrous Tyrannosaurus distract you from your prayer. And hopes. But then the ground beneath you begins to shake, and you can hold your concentration no more. What is this new danger? Opening your eyes, you study the ground beneath you. A stringy material covers the surface. Puzzled, you adjust your gaze and take it all in and realize that the entire village was built on a gigantic net, which is attached to the tree. <laughs> what? The goblins are chopping to the ropes that hold the I tree down. I knew it was a Looney Tunes trap. This okay. absolute fucking obliteration of our lives that is occurring right now. A Tyrannosaurus Rex, then poked by goblins, then <laughs> dropped to death. And your eyes widen in frightened understanding as the last rope snaps. As the giant tree pings back into its upright position, the net is flung into the air, taking you and every one of the huts in the village with it and depositing it all more than half a mile away. Wait, why? Wait, not, not for the dinosaur? Just like an unrelated trap? You get away from the dinosaur, but you can't escape the landing. The village survives, but you do not. The end. Good. Wow! Golly. I, I can't believe we didn't get killed by the zombie dinosaur, but instead yeah. walked into a wily e. coyote trap. <laughs> that was that was the ultimate middle finger from the writer right there. Yeah. Also, wait, sorry, not to like be too late into the notch. What were the goblins doing? The goblins are moving their village, like kind of thing. Like they're like, this is how we travel. We'll just put all the houses, and we'll just fly it across. That the- is very. You have to admit that's very goblin to put your entire village on a catapult. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. right. He's right. And so then, like the house sheds just like land somewhere. They're like, that's it. This will be our new home. Yeah. Cool. All your, you know, where all your stuff is going to be. I like that, yeah. and you know that anything that you, that you didn't want to be alive is not also not going to be alive amongst the stuff. I don't know. Kind of seems like a perfect scenario. 
Yeah. Okay. Wow. I hope I hope Tin Leg Sweep is okay. Maybe a zombie somewhere. That's what I was gonna say. The only thing that's not perfect about the scenario is that Tin Leg Sweep had to suffer. Tin Tin Leg Sweep. I feel. Uh, you know. Can we really say he's dead? We never saw the body. That's true. If a zombie ankylosaur comes out in another adventure, it's ten. Oh my god. It's ten. Yeah. So this is why we come up with rules that we choose to <laughs> agree to or not agree to at our whim. And right now we are going to say, playing by the rules, we have two more lives. Yep. Okay. Yep. First heart. First heart went away. Okay. <laughs> got it. Yeah. You cast revivify on yourself, and you turn around and walk back to town. <laughs> Volo is there. Uh, would you like to find your own guides, or would you like? <laughs> Volo's like, "What's up, bitch? <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's up, idiot? <laughs> Walking into the jungle on your own, huh? All right, uh, okay. Find guides or hire Volo's guides. Or brain does not care because or brain cannot decipher which one will lead to or quicker. <laughs> or or go back into the jungle again and try. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. There, that was what our. I think we need another shot of the solo run. Um, <laughs> so you looked ahead. What were the what were the two guides of Volo's? It was a, a veggie pygmy and what was mm-hmm. the other? A druid. Hmm. Okay, that's that's very plant. That's very jungle focus. I think that's solid. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna find a much better pair. Yeah, let's do it. Let's follow Volo. At your request, Volo takes you to the guides he mentioned and introduces you. This is Kawasha, he says, the best guide in all of Chult. He and his stalwart companion Kupalue can take care of you from. Oh wait, I'm not doing the voice on. This is Kawasha, he says, the best guide in all of Chult. He and his stalwart companion Kupalue can take care of you from here. With that, he turns and quickly disappears into the crowd, leaving you. With wow. You. Okay. Damn. Cool. Yeah. Does he get Short. a finder's fee? Maybe. I don't know. He's probably got a, something set up with them. Yeah. My guess is they're just bros. <laughs> Uh, you regard them cautiously. Kawasha is a local man, tall and dark with an easy smile. Kupalue is like nothing you've ever seen. The size and shape of a halfling, but seemingly made entirely of green mold. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. He, he doesn't say a word, but he and Kawasha communicate using hand signals. Happy to help any... Mm, happy to help any who come to our land, Ooh. especially a cleric like yourself, <laughs> Kawasha <laughs> says, recognizing the amulets around your neck. I'm dating this one. <laughs> <laughs> the undead have become a plague upon Schultz. <laughs> oh, we know. We heard about them. Oh, have, are they? <laughs> <laughs> and anything you can do to help rid us of them will be appreciated. You take his hand and give it a firm but quick shake. <laughs> you linger a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do that thing where you, you rub the inside of his palm with your middle finger. You, you let him know. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old clanging in handshake. That's not my purpose here, but I'm always eager to help drive such horrors from the world, you respond. Excellent, Kawasha says with a wide smile. <laughs> Fucking radical. Kupalue pounds the end of his spear on the ground in agreement, causing little puffs of spores to rise from his skin. I love him. Yeah, he's cool. He's, I think him and Tim would get along really well. Yeah. I'm going to call you Tid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tintu. Hey, Tintu. Uh, Kawasha notices the uneasy glance you give his friend and broadens his smile in what you assume is meant to be reassurance. Don't worry, he says. The mold that animates veggie pygmies like my friendly weed here isn't contagious. Oh, good. Good. Despite your unease, you hire the pair, and the three of you immediately set out for Fort Belurian, a short journey to the north. 
I just, I just want to say I'm glad that these spores will not be will not be causing us to act. I only like to be controlled by gods that I've never met or spoken to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm like a little disappointed that we don't get to like get molded, you know? I don't know. You it's wanted to get spored up? Yeah, I want to get the last of us. I want to get a <laughs> I was gonna say capoeira. I was trying to get like cordyceps or whatever the mold is. Oh <laughs> or, right, yeah, yeah, right, right. I don't like that this cleric is basically written like a twelve year old. All right, let, let's let's move on a little bit. <laughs> see, yeah, let's see. Maybe it'll D- blossom out. Yeah. <laughs> Despite your unease, you hire the pair, and the three of you immediately set out for Fort Belorian, a short journey to the north. It's run by these flaming fist mercenaries, Kawash explains. They claim control over the territory you want to explore, and all adventurers need to purchase a charter from them to have per- permission to wander about Chult. Or they throw you in chains. Or. <laughs> <laughs> This dude loves or. Sorry, sorry. I had to. I had to add. <laughs> I know he has to. He had to. That was a good commit to the bit, Paul. I really appreciate that. Kualupe draws a thin finger across his throat. You gape at your guides. That sounds like extortion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cha. So we have to get certified. What? Like we gotta. We gotta get. Go to the board. Yeah, we. You gotta get paperwork, I guess. God, the bureaucracy on this jungle island. <laughs> and maybe that's why the T-Rex attacked us. We didn't have the proper paperwork. Resigned to the unfairness of the situation, you follow Kawash's guidance and make your way to Fort Belurian. There you find Commander Liara Portier, who agrees to sell you a charter at a hefty price. Almost every bit of money you have left. Hmm. That's just an advance for us, Liara tells you. It pays for the first part of our half of all the treasure you all out of the jungle. What?! What? Hold on. Okay. You almost choke at the way she's trying to rob you and decide not to tell her there's no way she can have half of the only treasure you care about, the Ring of Winter. Oh, yeah. They split it in half like the end of Mean Girls. Everyone gets a part. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably the direction, yeah. Uh, The next day, well-rested and with charter in hand, you take off into the jungle to look for Artis Simber. Quasha lays out your options for you. There are two ways to head out from here. We can either march toward Camp Righteous or toward <laughs> Kir Sabal. I was going to say, like, Camp Righteous or Camp Fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> camp Righteous is run by the Order of the Gauntlet, a troop of Templars who see it as their holy mission to rid the world of the Scourge of the Undead. Hmm. They're okay. good people, if perhaps a bit arrogant. Their camp is off to the southwest, and uh, there's no one who knows the western part of the island better than they do. Kirsabal, to the southeast, is an ancient monastery run by a tribe of Aracocra, a kind of bird Ooh. people with heads like eagles. Oh, I know where we're going. Because they can fly, <laughs> they see, they can see all over. No one knows the eastern part of the island better than they do. Kulupe stares straight at you with eager, unblinking eyes as Kawasha says to you, it's your call, boss. Which way do you want to go? <laughs> you mull your options carefully, eager to complete your mission as quickly and cleanly as possible so you can get back home. Are we looking for uh, Templars or are we looking for bird people? I mean, I, I am definitely deferred to the bird people. I feel like the choice should actually be which side do we think the ring is at, on the west side or the east side of the island. But we have <laughs> zero idea right now. No, so... we have no clue. We have no clue. I don't know where there would be more ore, so I can't I can't say that I have a, uh, any sort of skin in this game. So... We can go to the bird people. Mm. Bird people! With Kawasha and Kulupe in the lead, you work your way along the eastern bank of the river Tiriki. 
toward Kir Sabal. Over the course of the days that it takes you to carve your way through the jungle there, you come to respect your guides. They may not be able to bring you directly to Artis Simber, but they're willing to give your quest their all. One day, as dusk is falling over the jungle, you come upon a clearing that allows you to see through the thick canopy overhead. As you gaze up into the darkening sky, you spy a 300-foot-tall tower of rocks in the distance. While it seems to have been naturally formed, its narrow faces fall away almost straight down from the peak. These are punctured by several small caves, and someone has added fragile-looking ladders that run between a number of them. A smoky fire blazes atop the tower, and you realize that it must be visible for many miles around, especially in the dark of night. What's that, you ask? <laughs> <laughs> Who dare? <laughs> what, what this? <laughs> Who that ninja? <laughs> it is known as Firefinger, Kawasha says. Word is that such signal towers once dotted the land of Cholt, making it easy for the people who guarded it to communicate with one another over long distances. Most of the towers were knocked over or crumbled away long ago. As far as I know, this is the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> then who keeps the fire lit? Tuasha frowns. That's the work of a tribe of terrafolk, flying dinosaur people. Cool! <laughs> wow, the terrafolk. I love them. The terrafolk. Not the bird folk at all. The terrafolk. Got it. <laughs> Who have taken over Firefinger. They've become a plague upon this land. Oh, I hate <laughs> plagues. <laughs> Lots of plagues on this land. Uh-huh. Maybe we're the plague. <laughs> <laughs> they like to swoop down and grab their victims, carrying them high into the sky, and then drop them to their doom. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so they're reverse goblins. Got it. Okay. You shudder at the thought, as you, and as you peer into the tower, a horrible cry echoes over the land. What could you possibly have done to upset your gods so much <laughs> that he keeps throwing <laughs> these dangers into your quest? <laughs> I told you never to get on a ship. <laughs> are you there clang it in it's me Gimli <laughs> why do you want this frost ring so bad is it worth it <laughs> please take this burden from me you stare at your guides in horror as the cry grows louder I think a fight's coming up oh boy yeah right. you know I just gotta say I'm upset that we don't have stats I just want to say that real quick I'm upset we don't have tin tin yeah, where's ten? Ah, <laughs> oh, ten. Well, no, you have ten too, huh? Ten too. That's true. Yeah. Ten too. Cut, cut back to the corpse of your horribly mangled Ankylosaurus. No, he starts, but he starts to stir, and he goes like, "I've my life father, is better my, now. My, my I love this life. Joy. I miss my father. This Where life. are you, father?" <laughs> <laughs> Kupalue stabs a finger towards a patch of sky, and when you look up, you spy a flock of terrafolk winging their way towards you. They have long pointed heads, and their leathery wings stretch wide to catch the air beneath them. They're moving your way fast, and you feel your hand itching for your warhammer's grip. Now we're getting dwarfy. Yeah. Kupalue readies his spear to hurl at the creatures, but Quasha gestures at him to lower it. Then he curses your luck. Fuck, he says, and then turns <laughs> to you for advice. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we can try to fight them if you like Kwasha says perhaps your dwarf battle god will give us the edge we'd need were Kupalue and I here alone though we would never attempt it it would be simpler to lose ourselves in the jungle either to the east or beneath the canopies where such flyers are loath to follow but this is your mission so we'll follow your lead what will it be 
head to the east into the jungle, fight the Terra folk, or head south into the jungle. Uh, that's a different way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would only care about Orb, but I am pissed off about Tin, and I want revenge on something. Damn. Yeah. I like our brain is I, I had the exact opposite urge of like, well, <laughs> we can we can run and survive. We can we should hide in the canopy. But I also do want to spend more time with Sauron. You know? I mean, I, we, by the way, I, don't, I mean the the, sure, the sure. Marvel oh, the Marvel dinosaur villain, not of not yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm not I would never think that you would want that. Chance. They had to have known when they named that guy. Oh they knew. <laughs> They knew what they were doing. They're like, well, who's going to sue us, books? <laughs> What's he going to do, crawl out of a book and sue us? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so are guys fighting? I guess so. I'm looking for, listen, just for 10. We look, we look, we look. For 10! I scream for as ten, I run. We chart. I was not sent to Chult to hide beneath the trees. You tell Kawashas you're ready your warhammer for the coming battle. With Kalangadin's help, we shall acquit ourselves well. <laughs> and victory shall be ours. Have it your way, Kawasha says as he postures himself behind you. You notice that Kupalue does the same. Just be sure to take them down fast, otherwise it's up and away for us for sure. The Terra folk circle overhead for a moment after they reach you, and then they dive straight down for you, unleashing the blood-curdling screeches. <laughs> unleashing blood. <laughs> uh, sorry, can I? I, just, I, I know we're taking so long in this book, and I'm sorry to stop you. Can I just? I am transfixed on these guides who are so professional, so professional. They're uh-huh. like, listen, I, I have normally these things would just kill us and then be the end of our lives. Yeah. But, you know, the customer's always right. What do you want yeah. to do? <laughs> listen, there's not a lot of rules on this island. There's not a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of chaos, a lot of uh, competing plagues going on. Uh, but you know what? One thing does ring true in this, and that is the customer is always right. The, the commitment, the commitment to customer satisfaction is not sacrificed on this These island. These are some dedicated guides. They're like, whatever you want, boss. Hey, you know, you hired us to tell you what the smart thing is to do, but, uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about, like, working retail, and if one of the customers was like, hey, can you help me carry the Xbox 360 out to my car? By the way, you also might get murdered. I'd be like, no! (laughs) You're on your own! (laughs) The TerraFolk circle overhead for a moment after they reach you, and then they dive straight down for you, unleashing blood-curdling screeches as they go. You take aim at the apparent leader of the flock as he sw- as he swoops to snatch at you. You swing your hammer at his skull, knocking him out of the air. You oh, shout yeah. in triumph. Boom! Swoop <laughs> 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 goes the dynamite. You say Hachi Machi. You say Dorvish. <laughs> As you turn to find your next foe, a pair of the creatures attack you at once, sweeping in to grab both of your arms. No! You wail in fear and frustration as they haul you high into the air. Oh, you no. use your last breath to scream out a prayer to Clangadin as they drop you to your death at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say, listening to me is a great idea. <laughs> I just also like the recurring theme of God will not help you here. Is- 
<laughs> we are in a godless land. Kind of like making breakfast or something. He's like, I'll get there. <laughs> the voicemail message is just red and beepy to the corner. He's like, I should get to that. <laughs> I, I love, I love imagining what is happening for Volo during all of this because he watched us go off into the into the woods. A dinosaur, a dinosaur roared, goblins screamed, and then we were flung into the sky. And then uh-huh. we then we rematerialized, went back into the woods, and were attacked by fucking pterodactyl creatures. He could see us over the canopy from far away. He just sees a, a, a small dwarfing lifted away. I like uh, the way I want to like do this is like you're dropped, you cast revivify on yourself. The old cleric's feather fall. Uh-huh. <laughs> you take mm-hmm. fall yeah. damage yep. and then heal afterwards. Okay, uh-huh. all right, we're out of a lot of spell slots, but we're down to our last life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess you just walk back to to Vola. Uh, I'd be down to I'd be down not to have to reset completely. Oh, but go, like listen to our guides. Actually, listen to our guides and go into the canopy is what yeah. I would say. Okay, okay. He, so his his only directions are <laughs> this one's hard. You, this one is hard. <laughs> this is this is hard. <laughs> Amazon review too hard. Died too many times. <laughs> I guess into the jungle uh, south. Is where the canopies that would deflect them are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second and, the second option seemed like the canopies. Yeah, yeah, but you can also head east. If oh you want. no, no, no! Let's go to the canopy. Okay, I'm gonna game theory. Choose your owns. If you die and you go back, you know that you're probably at the furthest point from another die that you can be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. There's not gonna be two dies on one page. Two die choices, right? Right. I don't. Well, we. <laughs> We're, we've been coming from RL world where you only ever get two options and it's like about four in the entire book. Right, so, right, right. The three options are luxurious, I'll say. Yeah, let's, see, let's go into the canopy. A panoply of choices. South, you shout at Kawasha and Kupalue. Kupalue, I always, I always like fucking mess up Kupalue. If you want to just say tin every time, it's fine. South, you shout at Kawasha and Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> And your guides immediately spin that way and dive into the jungle's thick underbrush. You follow them, and not a moment too soon. From behind you come the frustrated cries of the Terra folk as they swoop into the clearing where you just stood. Where are we going? You ask your guides as you hear the Terra folk skimming over the treetops above you, raking at the canopy with ah. the tips of their wings. Ah, we hate the canopy! Ah! <laughs> ah, stupid place where we live. <laughs> uh... Away from them, Kawasha answers. After that, we'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) By the time night falls fully over the jungle, the Terra folk have given up their pursuit of you, at least for now. Unable to set up a proper camp for the night, you and your guides hunker down in a tight clump of bamboo. It prevents any larger predators from getting to you, although it doesn't keep away a single insect. Oh, bugs in the jungle? Worst camp ever. <laughs> the next day, you hear the Terra folk overhead, and you continue to the south, avoiding any open areas that may expose you to the vicious creatures. You and your guides walk in silence so as not to alert those savage hunters. <laughs> when you finally emerge from beneath the jungle canopy, the Terra folk seem to have given up on chasing you. However, you find yourself faced with a massive wall of thorns at least 20 feet tall. This is... Dungrungalung. Dungrungalung. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Sure. Fine. This is Dungrunglung, Kawasha informs you, home of the Grungs, humanoid versions of poisonous frogs. Oh, Dungrunglung, where the Grungs are from. Are they friendly? 
Much more so than the Terra folk, Kawasha says with a wide grin. And they might have seen your artist Simber. To ask them, I guess we got completely thrown off uh, the trail of going to the bird folk, I guess. Yeah, I guess the, yeah, yeah. What, happened, what happened with that? Okay. Yeah. I think we would have had to go east to meet bird folk, and we went south. Fine. I, I'll find it and befriend and, and love a frog wife. That sounds fine. <laughs> frog wife. Lick her back and get like acid trips. It's going to be the perfect marriage. <laughs> to ask them, we'll have to make our way through the giant maze they've constructed out of this horrible thorn. Oh, shut up. Thorn maze. <laughs> thorn maze to frog wife. <laughs> is there is there like a maze on the page that you have to solve, Kevin? <laughs> no, I wish that would have been amazing. Uh, you thank Clang it in that you found that you found guides uh, sharp enough. <laughs> To help you navigate such a twisty maze, or you might have been stuck inside it forever. This this maze was definitely cut for time. <laughs> There's an expanded maze. No, segment. we're not putting a full color maze into this book. There's no way. Uh, when you finally reach its exit, you see that the maze wall surrounds a small lake lined with reed huts. Or maybe this is re- uh, this might be rewarding us for picking these guides instead of uh, finding our own. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's an island in the middle of the lake on which sits a 60-foot-tall shrine of a giant frog. It seems as though you could enter the shrine via the, a stairway that leads into the frog's massive belly. Mm. That's a big frog. As soon as you step into the village, several frog-like humanoids with brightly colored skin and gigantic eyes approach you. <gasps> One of Chad's the- wives. <laughs> <laughs> they are short and gangly, with long limbs and sticky fingers, yeah. and their skin glistens in the tropical sun, sexily, sensuously. <laughs> Short bows are strung across their backs and they carry sharp knives in their hands that drip with some noxious poison. Greetings, strangers, a regal gold-skinned grung shouts as he emerges from the shrine. Have you come here to drive away the undead who plague our land and to sample our many wives? <laughs> I, that sounds an awful lot like I'm trading wives for 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 work, and I do not know if I'm into that. <laughs> I think they are two separate but equally important things on our quest. Okay, ball. all right, sure. They, yeah, as long as as long as these are not related, I'm no. okay with it. It's not an exchange. It's just while we're also here. It just so happens. Sure. I get. I guess it's side quest time. Help the frogs or refuse to help. Of course, we help the frogs. <laughs> do you think they have a war? <laughs> I mean, they, would, is there any ore in a swamp? Like, we're not really in, like, rock town at all, are we? No. He saw, like, a rocky pillar and uh, yeah, with fire on it. And I figured it was dwarf time for you, but. No. Uh, if there's no. All right. Well, if we're not going, if there's no. It's fine. But the ore lust rises. I'll say that much. I, I feel like before we make our choice, there would have been a natural, like, dialogue from us back to the frog people saying, hey, do you know where. You seen a ring anywhere? You seen this like Arturus guy? Yeah, can't we get like a lead at least before we take the job? Uh, I think that would be impolite, which is why it's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Let's help the frog people. Yeah. All right. Let's help the frog people. Of course, we'll help you. You tell the golden grung. Any souls stalwart enough to stand against the evils of the undead are friends of Clangadin and his faithful. <laughs> then prove your faith, the golden grum wow. shouts. By the way, you guys avoided death. If you had said no, I think you'd be dead. Sure. He just stabs <laughs> you with one of his poison spears. 
Yeah. Uh, you cool. know what? I think the general rule now is whatever my or sense speaks for us to do, do not listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> then prove your faith, the golden grung shouts. At a gesture from him, a secret door in the thorn maze swings wide, and a handful of zombies that have been trapped inside. What? Wow. <laughs> Maybe prep us a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Grung Warriors use spears to herd the undead monsters toward you. Seems like they got a pretty good handle on this whole zombie situation to me. As they get closer, you step in front of Quasha and Koopalue, a.k.a. Tintin, a.k.a. Tintu, and hold your blessed <laughs> hammer high before you. Pretend Francis trained me well for multiple mm-hmm, NPC mm-hmm. nicknames. Uh-huh. Get back, foul creatures, you shout at the zombies. By the power of the great god Clangadin, I banish you from these people's home. Wow, now we're getting dwarfy. Mm-hmm. The zombies cower before you and rush back into the maze. Oh, okay. <laughs> the grungs send up a cheer, and the golden grung favors you with a wide smile as he swims elegantly from his island to the lake shore. Marry me, he says. I will be your wife now. <laughs> These zombies are really pliable zombies. Uh-huh. <laughs> They don't seem like a problem to me. Yeah. Also, I'm not used to zombies going, whoa, terror, and like running away as opposed to just destroy them. That's, That's what I'm saying. I think they're, they're very docile. The Golden Grung introduces himself as King Grok, cool. the leader of the people of Dung Grung Lung. <laughs> Is there a Queen Grok? <laughs> Would you like me to be your queen, Grok? <laughs> you don't see no ring of winter on his finger. <laughs> <laughs> I am thrilled to have such good and powerful friends as yourself. Tonight you feast with us. Cool. A wild cheer goes up among the grunts, and they escort you forward to sit at the edge of the lake with King Grog. There, when you finally have a quiet moment, you ask the grung leader about artisan. Politely. Politely ask at the right time. Politely. Wait till he's a little little bit drunk and Mm -hmm. having a good time, a little bit belly full, and then like, I got a question. Hey, I don't know what made me think of this, but I got a question for you, King (laughs) Rock. (laughs) I hope, this is very Muppetsy, but I hope like all the food is like fly pies. Uh (laughs) It's like Hook. They're all like puddles of like multicolored liquids that we're eating. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. I hope it's just like a fly the size of an apple. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a big bite out of it. Oh my god. Oh my god. They like they like drink from a mosquito's like proboscis, like a straw. They're just like Mm -hmm. Yeah, you pull them you you pull the mosquito needle out, stick it into its belly and (laughs) it just kinda caves inward with each Mm -hmm. slip. Oh, like a like a Capri Sun, just like losing. <laughs> That's frogs, baby. <laughs> I can make a home here. <laughs> King Grok gives you a sad shake of his head. I have not seen such a person as you describe. However, I will instruct my people to look for him and report back with any news they might find. If he has wandered within a day's travel of our amazing abode, I will hear about it for sure. You're uh, disappointed by this news, but... You readily accept the king's offer of help. Now, let us talk no more of such things. (laughs) He says, today is a day of celebrations. He slaps his long-fingered hands together and flicks his yard-long tongue. Wow! Oh. Oh my. At which a dozen blue-skinned grungs come (gasps) out to take you and your guides away to prepare for the feast. That, we didn't do the feast yet? 
Is this? Oh, I thought that was the feast. Yeah. Is this a frog harem? Your new friends bathe and pamper you in a way you've never experienced. Oh no, they're eating us. Once you're clean, they paint your skin a golden hue to match that of the king himself. I love it. Okay. You're not sure how comfortable you are with such treatment, <laughs> but if it helps the natives see you in a kinder light, you're sure. not about to argue. As they're like, as they're putting gold paint on your butt, you're like, I guess if this will help people feel more comfortable. <laughs> Kawasha is painted not in gold, but orange, and Kupalue remains relatively green because his moldy exterior doesn't take paint all that well. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> but you can see that an honest effort was made to spray him silver. Oh, that's good. They oh. tried. Your new friends bring you into the first floor of the shrine, a large single room, where you find King Groke waiting for you. The front part of the room is occupied by a pool of clear water lined with glowing fungi. The king sits in the back of the room in a basin of water raised ten feet off the floor, and at his signal, the feast begins. I had this shrine built as a tribute to my beloved goddess, Nanganang. Nanganang. That's different. Can we merge these gods? Clang a clang a nang a nang. Says King Grogue. Do you think she could possibly be anything but impressed by my efforts? You agree that no one could resist such flattery, but when the king presses you for more details, you devour your food instead and decline to answer him with a full mouth. You hadn't realized how hungry you, your time in the jungle had made you, and you stuff yourself silly. <sighs> Unfortunately, that night you learned that food that's good for grungs isn't always good for dwarves, oh, especially no! when it's eaten raw. You die clutching your belly and <laughs> praying to Clangadin for relief the end. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The god doesn't help us again! Are you kidding me? We we die of dysentery? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I, I'm tired of these do-nothing demigods that are all <laughs> sitting on their hands, not saving our lives. I think that's your last life. Yeah, if Klein Klein can't protect our scrotums or whatever, like <laughs> uh, what kind of good good is this god? Ugh. That's I can't, this is the first time I think we've used all three lives in a yeah. adventure book. Usually we just tap out of like, please no more. Please no more of the. I, we weren't even given a chance to tap out. <laughs> I, I, I say that was into the jungle. Yeah, oh, yes. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. I like us dying. We, I like that we were <laughs> essentially the, you know, the next morning, the, the grungs will be like, and now adventurers, which. It's time for you to marry into the royal family, and they just walk in and just see us, just like our dead body covered our in dead shit, bloated bodies, <laughs> and bloated body, just like oh, oh no, oh, oh, and they start like they just like push us into the water, and just like uh, get this out of here, uh. <laughs> quick, put them in the zombie pit, put them in the zombie pit now. Wow, what a way to go! That was something. I I gotta I, I feel like let us che- like I don't know, give us a little bit of a choice on like, do you eat the food or not? I don't, I don't know. They're just <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like we were given a choice, right, and it instantly mm-hmm. took us to our peril. Where we were never given a chance to be like, do you, you know, maybe you want to get off this tr- this track? You know, like what what was the choice that we made just to go to them? Right, you went, you guys went south instead of east. I and think. I was. A- and this entire thing was one long frog journey into death. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of the forks off of going south were all death. Mm. So I think your only hope was to go east back there. I, you know, we had a nice time that last night. We probably, you know, we died. The last couple hours were probably really painful, but. Yeah, I think we died the happiest we could have on this island. Besides besides dying next to Tin, that was the most happy that we were. 
if I can offer a note to Matt Forbeck, not dwarfy enough. Where's the... Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, this is a dwarf out of water situation for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're really pursuing the cleric angle here, and that's fine, but like... Your god doesn't even help you out that much. No, he lit god you on sucks. fire once. Yeah, god sucks. Clangalang sucks. Clangalang doesn't yeah. do shit for us. I didn't even get the impression that that our our big cool moment where we scared the zombies away was even religious power in any way. It just seemed like they saw our hammer. And we're like, whoa! I don't want that happening to me. <laughs> that looks like bad news. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I value my undead life. <laughs> Yeah, I, it sounded like docile zombies. That's all it sounded like to me. Yeah, and it's a little underwhelming for just, like, what, some regular... They didn't even say that they were grung zombies. They were, like, human zombies. Or they were just zombies. Like, I oh. I understand, like, I, I, I think they were under some restrictions to get this into the 8 to 12 range because all the deaths are very Looney Tunes, apart from, like, dying of... Uh, Poison food poisoning, food, bloated food, food yeah. poisoning, yeah, yeah. But even even that was the way you you did a great job narrating, Kevin. Even that was like phrased very much like you got an upset tub tub. Mm-hmm. I had a blast of that adventure. I'm just yeah. still just like that was a brute. That was a hard. That was a hard journey. Great job, great voices, great characterizations. Thank you. Uh, just Thank you. Really tough. Really tough. Lots of lots of ways to die. Like a jungle. You know, it was true to a jungle. Yeah. Like Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, like in Upton- which the main character do- like shat himself to death eating rat hot dogs. It's, it's killed in every way that is possible <laughs> in a meatpacking factory, including eating rotted, fetid meat. If they do another dwarf one, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably buy another one of these endless quests because you know. Yeah. Also, uh, throughout other like I'm, I'm happy then being this is our, this was our adventure into Chult. If like you know, mm. people listening are like, I just gotta know more. What's in that jungle? Yeah, sure. We could, I'll go into it again. We could uh, reprise that here on Goosebuds, or maybe on Camp Goosebuds. Uh, that would be a good we... place to do it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The expanded bonus for those yeah, who don't I'll... know, Camp Goosebuds is our Patreon exclusive episode that comes out once a month, where we do mm-hmm. whatever the hell we want. Yeah. <laughs> No rules. No rules, goosebuds. <laughs> but Paul, how many thousands of dollars do you have to pledge in order to listen to Camp Goosebuds? <laughs> it's so cheap and affordable. <laughs> you don't have to sell a Clangadon or a whatever grung to get your hands on the episode. <laughs> I like that after years of doing this, we have gotten marginally better at selling our Patreon. <laughs> I think I got worse instantly there. <laughs> that's right if you want to support the show and get access to bonus content you go to patreon.com slash goosebuds also access to our discord full of very nice cool people mm-hmm. and uh get to vote on uh books we read sometimes this is actually one where usually for adventures we do polls for this one mm-hmm. we like we saw this one and and the dwarf the dwarf drums started speaking to Kevin, and we're like, we yep. gotta do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta buy dwarf products so Blizzards makes more. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> all right. I think well, the the next poll needs to be all dwarf stuff. We need to find all dwarves. <laughs> all dwarf. Yeah. All dwarves all the time, and let yeah. the people vote on the dwarves that they want us to encounter. Yeah, dwarf buds. <laughs> My corruption of this podcast is now is complete. complete. <laughs> I've already becoming more of a dwarf body over pandemic, so like that's fine with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> hey, dwarf is beautiful, dude. Thank you. Hey, you too, man. <laughs> I did like that there was a comment on our Patreon 
episode recently that said that the last episode was the first episode of Goosebuds where Kevin was officially a member because he took the gloves off and Cinema Sinsed. <laughs> yeah. The, the Cinema Sins like glove smack across across my face mm-hmm. got got quite a reaction from listeners, and I think in a great way. Yeah, I'm I think see, it was good. Yeah, let's see who said that. It was a cardboard walk said that. By the way, yeah. I finally achieved manhood by killing Chad and marrying Paul. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to our previous episode on Goosebuds. Not Goosebuds on Goosebumps Two Haunted Halloween. It is a blast. I, I greatly enjoyed uh, talking about that movie with y'all. And that was a fun episode. I hope they just keep doing a Goosebumps movie every year. Just keep doing them straight to DVD. <laughs> put them out. We're getting the third one. So, well, shit. Is that it? <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, We're all kind of like, stunned from all the deaths we've had. Yeah, Chuck kind of like. I, I feel I feel raw, right? Like yeah. we went into the jungle and we grew as people. Yeah, I got yeah. I got cholted. Yeah, I hope tin I hope tin two is okay. Like I'm gonna assume because he's fungus. Yeah, his, he's his digestive system processed it a lot differently and better. Everton, as we will call them now, Everton because it's <laughs> Everton the Undying. Yeah, tin didn't really do anything. No, and and Kawasha didn't do anything either. Uh, <laughs> like tin stole my heart. Okay. <laughs> they said Kawasha was a druid, but if you're a druid, pretty much all you're going to be doing is turn into a rat because it's awesome to turn into a rat. <laughs> That's the animal form you pick as the rat. Yeah, so you can scout ahead. You and, sca- like, and scatter. I'm... You can also scatter really easily. Yeah, oh, we like should. I'm just a little old rat. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> just throw me a little piece of cheese and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's been a goosebuds thank you everybody for joining us and we'll see you on the next one see you next time guys bye bye This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters, including these fantastic people. Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. Hollis Hornbeek. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. David Cron. Josh Robertson. Nikki C. Nathan Dolezal. Clayton C. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Mel Dipson. Jim Greaves. Sankey. Ilkade. Danky McStanky. Aaron T. Strong. Dango Twist? Victor! Afshi. <laughs> Brian Wells. Stealth Bates. Becca McWilliams. Zen Tackles. <laughs> Joseph Miranda. Patrick Reynolds. Scott Colopy. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. John Keaty. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. Christina Doling. Third Sergio. Scaff. Low belly hate me? <laughs> why are you adding questions? I love the questions. <laughs> I love the questions. You know why. Oh, I know why. Matthew the Necro Fan Male Namicon. Reinfected? Maddie. Ishak Arafin. Alan Sailor. Sam Hash. Cody Redfield. Bradford Goulter. Aiden Alexander Dice. Sniggy. Jar Jar Slanks. Oh my god. Joshua Jacobwitz. 
Justin Wagman. Gregory D. Waran. Chosen One. Jonas Blotterman. Leviathan. Rich Hillborn. Up in Champ. Jonas Engman. Alicia Grafe. Cardboard Walk. Trent Davis. Beloyster. Brock Graham. Carl. Hey, Paul. Pause for a second. I gotta get something off my chest. Oh, go ahead. I think I love broccoli. Me too. Oh, me hey, too. Hey, broccoli's... Pro- I'm coming around to broccoli in these later ages. I get this. It's good yeah. stuff. Roast that I like, shit. Yeah. I like a broccoli. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Get some co- colorist flavor, everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Joe Gorman. Elusive Koala. Yanni Makovina. <laughs> I love when we sing a, just like a fun, tuneless bit to somebody's name. <laughs> I did that earlier, and I was like, I was like, I don't even know where I was going with that. Like, uh-huh. like, we're, like we're a grandparent with like a tray of yams or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I've come with the yams. <laughs> Guys, music is a journey, right? You, you figure it out as you go. <laughs> Paul Grasso. Trans rights. Hell yeah. Taylor Dirks. Joe. Remember to save early and often. Scott. Joe. Brooke X. Corey Shelley. Besus Christ. <laughs> Christian Van Skyver. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Space Tiger. Trendy Moron. Brian Hobgood. Slum Lord Onion. Don't be a Slum Lord Onion. Jordan Lockwood. Foolish for Deborah. Zach Connor. Ooh, he's got electric in him. Connor Church. Vincent Modica. Luke Noodles. Patreon underscore donator, comma yo. Uh, Joe, spooky digital ghost, Tierney. Hugh Bolin. Sam Bambino. Tom Woodham. Nicholas Johnson at your service. <laughs> Kevin Hamilton, pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Andrew, keep up the good work, everyone. Jadzik, at your service, not your families. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it is I, Lord Cornwallis, who has called you all here. Wow, just stepping on my name, Lord Cornwallis, Elizabeth Steenweg. Oh, I'm sorry. I got so excited because I am a Lord of the Cornwall. Cardamom, Birkenbino. Andrew Evans? I almost won again. <laughs> I almost stepped on you. Because I'm daddy's happy apple boy. Oh, yeah. Nathan Remick. Devaldi. <laughs> John the Howling-Eyed Duda. Goon Cahoots. <laughs> SNES Chalmers. Sean Minogue. Reed Steubendike. Joey Evans. Worm, worm Town Glen. Just basically. Love Worm Town Glen. Are you from Worcester? Glenn. I wonder if he's from Worcester. No way. Is that really a thing that people say? Worm Town? Yeah, we call we call Worcester Worm Town. Oh, no shit. I just thought it was a fun oh. a fun place to be from called Worm Town. Tell us yeah. more about yourself, Worm Town Glen. Uh, wiggle it? Buff can. Some cool chads are cool and not frat chads. You see? <laughs> Don't know. That was a sentence that I had no idea where it was going the whole time. <laughs> Uh, Carewise Gamgee. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Cameron Hansen. Paul, watch out. Slink is behind you. Oh, you got him. You got <laughs> him. He wasn't there, you you jerk. <laughs> oh. Ship Handsome. Is it me? Mac McC- Matt McClellan. Hi, Matt. What's up? Stinklitch. Swaggy Odo Squire. <laughs> now that was crooning right there. Thank you. Generally depressing. Etono more. Alex Moon, the robot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Bohan. Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Chili Dish Gambino. Dan. 
Chris Pittman is a bone wizard. Hey, Eric. It's going to be all right. You're doing a great job. I really I'm hope... Sorry my voice cracked reading your name. Oh, no. But... I, I Dude, I hope their name really is Eric, and this is just getting an affirmation out of this episode. Yeah, that, that felt <laughs> real. I liked that. <laughs> Eric, you're doing great. You're doing great, Eric. Eric, keep it up, man. Boss Garretson. Adam, you goofed. <laughs> Adam, you fucked up, though. <laughs> Juan Jalapeno. Brett. Jonas Envoldson. Calamity Carl. When dragons rule. <laughs> Germ juice. Muscles bear. Nick Johnson at your service. <laughs> Keith Halcro of Halcro Co. A Dakota campion is never late. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Misa Dulakis. Oh yeah, not us. Clay McCarty. Matthew Stevens. Stephen Day. Parker Lee. The Venomous Viper. Hamboat. Chris, back to that Master Sphere hustle, Nelson. Oh, we have a, we have a, we have, someone finally answered back. Oh my goodness. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, is it mine? Is it mine to say? I think so. Oh, mommy's sad banana boy. <laughs> <laughs> is, are they fated to, to meet Happy Apple I boy? think so. Is that like, <laughs> when will the boys meet? Is this like a Keymaster Gatekeeper situation? I think, I think <laughs> this is a Hedwig and the Angry Ange, two halves of the same person coming together oh, to form I a hope full. You guys beat. Me too. Ryan Carroll. Sadie. Kate and Franklin. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow Fens. Matthew Sutton. Megan McCormick Mason. Jeremy Bowser. His dad works at Nintendo. Patrick Murphy. Ninja Breadman. Hood Levin. Carter Glass. Kelsey Kinnaman. Got little old moi pretty freaked. Russell Kastberg. Xavier Jimenez. Uh, Dr. Chocula. Brendan Arafin. Liam Neesonstow. Chris Putrakis. Jeffrey Owen Cahi. I like this one. Grammaticus Gore. That's Ooh. cool. That's like a like a teacher in the Mad Max world. Scotty Pippen. We got Scotty Pippen again. He's back. Jimmy Soul. Peanutburg, level 69. Sunset Streak. Meet Virginia. Wonderskin. Dungeon Kappa? Elliot Thompson 3. Elliot Thompson's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> moon Juice. Come and get your Moon Juice here. MC Hamster. Still going strong after the hamster dance. Zach Ware. Tom G. Munir. Kelly the Barbarian. Ellen G. Jussum. Tobi Tobias. Ooh. Get the fuck out of I'm here, Paul. Space. Tobias Clark. I love you, Tobias. Michael Kupka. <laughs> Julian Lamendia. <laughs> Adam Muth. Cod Salmon. Brendan Neal. Mike Spaghetti Jones. <laughs> Robert Allen Cook the Third. Liana Urenko. Reed Demption. The Davy Boy. Kenny M. Skelefella. Doctor Diarrhea. Ooh. Chris. I'm glad I got this one. Yes. Yeah, XX one. underscore Epic Gamer for 2069 underscore XX Smith. <laughs> I tried to hit the capitalization letters. It you looks like yeah, no, you, you, did it. It. you did it. Thank you. It was good tone. Kieran McNamara. Diet Soda. Quigley Jones. 69 Pauly Shore. 311. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Zachary Roberts. Mark. Alex Orr. Ross Short. Uh, Wagmar Wigmere. And we got some new people in the Book of Names. Whoa, whoa, welcome Book of Names. And this is a person who's been here, but I don't know. Chad, go ahead. You can do this. Well, yeah, you've been on the podcast. Thank you for joining the Book of Names, the best little horror house in Philly. We now own your podcast. <laughs> 
Welcome. Levi Kidder. Welcome. And welcome to Coda Camp. Oh, we love you all. Thank you all so much, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Stay safe. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please do that. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.